Since iTunes only keeps the last 100 episodes of any show, some of our show topics that seem to help the most people are no longer available when people search on iTunes. So, in an effort to make that information available to more people, from time to time we're going to re-air some of our most popular show topics. You can also go to kickitnaturally.com and search for any topic in our search box. For now, enjoy this show that originally aired in 2014. T.C. Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with T.C. Hale, author, natural health expert, producer extraordinaire, and all-around nice guy. I'm very nice. Mm -hmm. And today I bring to you adult topics. Yes. So if your children are in the room, you're going to want them to leave now unless you want to start explaining the birds and beads early. They should absolutely leave. Uh Uh-huh. We also have here Will Hottie Patati Schmidt. Hi. Sitting over here, fitness trainer to the stars. I do that. Um, so today's topic is a touchy topic, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, it's, I, don't even, uh, I don't even see how we're going to do this. Like we, Yeah, we're, I have no idea about this topic. We're, we're, <laughs> we're politically incorrect if we're talking about like bread or yeah. cheese. We uh-huh. should just... And now, so we're gonna be clean on this show, and then we're gonna be dirty on the clean shows. So, but today's show is low sex drive and erectile dysfunction. And we have a, a lot of people that are having some issues with that. But if you haven't followed us yet on Facebook at Kick It In The Nuts, you're going to want to follow us because you can post. we're going to post topics there every single week on future shows that we'll be doing, and you guys can weigh in and ask your questions, and then we'll cover them in that show. And we also, we're fancy now. We have a sponsor. Uh, and because we're fancy, uh, the show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So that's pretty cool. Where do they find out about that? They find out about that at audible.com. Or no, they no. find out about that at Kick It In The Nuts. Forward slash audiobook. I said that. Kickitinthenuts.com, yeah. Did I not say that? Okay, kickitinthenuts.com, audio slash... (laughs) Forward slash audiobook. This topic's got me all... Yeah, you're all jealous. You're all nervous. Yeah, already. I'm nervous. I'm pretty sure the police are going to show up when when we're talking about this. So, yeah, if you have kids, this is not the show to, to share with them. If you're um, trying to have kids, though, then yeah, this, this would is be a definitely good one. the show for you. Yeah. yeah, right. So what we're gonna do is is we want to cover both aspects. And when we posted this, we had a lot of questions. Like when we put it up, we were like, "You can ask for a friend if you need to," because we figured <laughs> nobody got would friends with problems. Want, yeah. Too, yeah, but we figured nobody would say anything. But then we got hey, this is what I got, and we're like, "Whoa, that's yeah. a lot of Please information." Please tell us it's your friend. This <laughs> is a public forum. <laughs> your right. picture is right there. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we're gonna, but for each situation, we want to talk about low sex drive. And uh, it was mostly women that were asking about that. And we're going to give you things that you can actually look at. And we can, a uh, little physiology test that you can run on yourself to figure out some things. And you're going to understand that. And uh, we'll do the same thing for erectile dysfunction. So by the end of the show, you're going to have steps that you can take to actually look at, okay, what's going on with my chemistry and why is this happening to me? All right. So I guess we should just go into questions. because we'll go into an- questions. We'll explain I'm scared. Stuff. I'm shaking. Right. Okay. Henry. My friend, in quotation marks, wants to know if both of these issues are more mental or is it more of a chemistry or genetic type thing? I think that, I think that you can be legitimate by saying that it, it can be both, that both of those things can be in there. Because, you know, we talk a lot about other issues that uh, are emotional on the show, like cravings and depression and stuff like that. But we explained that a lot of times a physiological issue can magnify the emotional or mental aspect of it. So I think both of these issues can have mental aspects, but we're going to talk about what we know because we don't know how to talk to talk you down from, uh, you know, <laughs> <That's a ledge. laughs> yeah, or talk you up, right? Yeah, or talk you up either. <laughs> we're not good at that, and and. and uh, yeah, we'll try to talk in euphemisms as much as possible today, but um, we don't know how to do that, but we do know how to explain physiological issues that can create these. So that's what we'll focus on 
on this show. And if there is a mental aspect of it for you on either of these issues, I think that it can be easier handled once you correct the physiology. Do you agree with that, Will I, Schmidt, trainer I, to the stars? I do agree. I concur. I'm so glad you agree. Mm-hmm. I hate it when we argue and fight on the show. Right. Which I don't that think would be is, cool. That, would be, that. Yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Pow. I would lose. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's let's go to the next question. We'll get into. Did we? Oh, okay. We did we? Okay, we kind of skimmed over Henry. Sorry. Henry. No, he no, totally yeah. answered that. Yeah, Were we you totally not listening? Well, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ken from Watson, Louisiana. When my daughter was about eight, she saw a commercial on TV and asked, "Dad, what is reptile dysfunction?" <laughs> I said, "When you get when you can't get your lizard to do what you want it to wow, do." Wow, that answer. is awesome. That's what we'll we'll call it reptile dysfunction, just mm-hmm. in case kids are walking through exactly. the exactly. <laughs> Janie from Danville, California. That's next to me. Oh. Danville. Oh, maybe you should go visit Janie. Maybe. My sex drive was very low and non-existent when I was dealing with depression issues. Does depression cause that or was it just coincidence? Dun, 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 dun. So let's talk a little bit about low sex drive especially um, and uh, what may cause that. And we've talked about similar topics on other shows before. Um, when we talk about, we have an early menopause show, uh, that we talk about this a lot, but maybe Will, do you want to talk about, uh, you know, low resources and low blood pressure and how that can affect, you know, menopause showing up early and, and then we can kind of tie that into a low sex drive. Yeah. So, and we also have a full episode on depression. Sure. So you should check that out too and, and find that a lot of these issues are related to the same biochemical imbalance of what we call electrolyte deficient or being low blood pressure in your body, not having a lot of resources to run the show and keep your body in homeostasis, let alone have extra energy to want to reproduce. So when we see that happen with early menopause, it's when the body becomes really, really deplete. And it happens in younger girls too, who just don't get their period. Right. Their, their bodies they just don't just, call it menopause. They call it I don't get a period. Yeah, and they're assuming they're nineteen. Right, yeah, they're right. assuming they're not quite at menopause yet. Right. But <laughs> the same thing's happening in early menopause. It's just happening later in life, where the body doesn't have the mineral resources it needs to survive and replicate. So, yeah. So to make a kid, you it takes a lot of resources to do that. They don't just show up. You got to build it out of amino acids and minerals and vitamins and all this stuff. So when a woman is low. Mother Nature can kind of shut that system down and say, okay, you don't have enough for you to function, much less create another whole human being. So we're just going to kind of turn this whole menstrual cycle ability to uh, make a baby thing off for now. Yeah, including like with that, your libido. It's like you don't have energy to do that right now. Don't go do that. Right. Right. Not give you that. I had a question, and this is kind of off topic, but if you are nearing the age of like menopause or early menopause and you still have a really strong period, is that a good indication that you can still have a baby, or does that mean absolutely nothing? You know, what it is is a good indication that um, digestion is probably working well, you have good vitality, you're, you have a lot of nutrients in the system. Um, now, there are a lot of opinions about you know, things that can go wrong uh, with pregnancies the older that you are. But at the same time, women all the time are shooting out perfectly healthy kids yeah. at a much older age than yeah. they ever thought was possible Yeah, before. I have friends that are nurses and they're like, now since women have careers and are working, they're having babies into their 40s and 45 even. And- yeah, well, even well after that. And, and so I think that all those things that people say are kind of opinions. But um, so, but, but the indication that it gives is that things are going well. If you're still mm-hmm. getting your period and you're, you're past the page where, past the age where most people are. Mm-hmm. So when we tie this back to a low sex drive, you know, uh, a lot of times a low blood pressure person will also not feel like working out. And they'll think, well, I'm just lazy. I was just going to say that. Oh, okay. Aww. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Um, uh, what color shirt was the girl I was thinking pink, about when pink, I was talking pink. about that? Got it. So, uh, you know, if a person, that doesn't mean that they're lazy. They just understand that when I work out and I use the very small amount of resources that I have, I am ruined for a week. Like, I can barely even remember my name. So they kind of get this understanding of, 
I need to not do that right now because I don't have enough resources to do that. And the same goes for sex. You know, if a woman does has a low, has a low sex drive, a lot of times it has to do with the fact that they don't want to expend all that energy and those resources that it takes to have sex. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it could also be just another trigger that Mother Nature creates to look, don't have a baby right now. You do not have the resources. So maybe I'm not going to shut off your period, but I'm going to make you feel like not doing that Mm -hmm. just to make sure that you don't. Because, you know, you hear about all this, you know, the postpartum depression and all that kind of stuff. And that's a situation where a woman that didn't have a lot of resources was able to get pregnant and build this baby. And when the baby was born, pretty much everything went to that baby. And now she's got nothing left. Oh, Lord. And so now she's depressed and she feels horrible and can't function. And she doesn't like that baby. Right, really. right. And that's, you know, that's sad. And and so uh, we talk about that in our depression episode. And if you're listening to us now on the Terry James Alive network, because all the new shows air for a week on Terry James Alive, um, you can hear those previous episodes on iTunes by searching for Kick It Naturally. All right. Anna, I assume my decreased sex drive was menopause-related. Could it be diet instead? That would be awesome since I'm working on that now. I have a feeling Tony might say yes. I think Will's going to say yes before I say yes. I'll say yes. Okay. I guess we just kind of talked about this. You know, something that we didn't answer with Janie is that it's not that depression is causing your lack of sex drive. It's that the same issues that are causing depression are also causing your lack of sex drive. And in most situations, it's a problem with low resources or an ability for your body to use the resources it has or for signals to travel to the brain correctly. But in any situation, it's not that depression is causing, it's just they both have the same underlying cause. And then you can get depressed because you have a low sex drive, so then you've got a double depression. It can be a downward spiral like that. Right, right. So that's when those, you know, some of that is it mental and sure. Mental could contribute to all of that. Um, but as you see in, in what we're saying here, that is a physiological issue at the root of it that's, that's driving all that. So if a person is going into menopause, it's not that the menopause is causing that lack of sex drive. It's that the issues that are causing menopause to show up are likely also causing the sex drive to go down. So by lifting resources, not only can you have sex drive you know come back but if you've lost your period it can come back i've had clients get real upset with me (laughs) when we fix digestion and improve their vitality and all of a sudden their period comes back yeah i just had that happen with a 40 40, (laughs) a 47 year old right she couldn't remember the last time she got a period right and And then and you know they're upset but like to to us it's like a trophy it's like all right now we got good stuff you're a man right (laughs) no but it's like okay now you can see that things in the body are working better, that she has more vitality, and that's why the body is saying, hey, we're working correctly. We can do the things that a woman should function to do. And not, man, that did not come out right. That came, <laughs> that sounded like a woman, like I was yeah, in the yeah, Flintstones yeah, or something. Yeah. No, but the body is able to do the things that a female body normally does when there is vitality and correct functioning things. Whew. That would be crazy if, like, your grandma, if you talked to your grandma and she was like, oh, honey, I've got cramps. <laughs> She's all in a bitchy mood. <laughs> right. All right. So here we go. Uh, Carrie, does testosterone diet age factor into ED? If so, why and how to remedy naturally? So let's talk about erectile dysfunction. And um, a lot of... You hear a lot about testosterone when you talk about ED, and uh, I think the situation is, and, and understand that nobody really knows anything. When we talk about anything on this show, we don't know anything either. We're just using uh, what the best information that we have uh, coupled with what we see and from... And a magic eight ball. And a magic eight ball. And right now it says, ask again later. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll cover this topic because the magic eight ball doesn't have anything else right now. <laughs> next All it question. ever says is digestion. You can't right. just spin it twice. You have to wait. Yeah, no, but um, what we found is that as soon as we think we understand the human body, that we 
break something open and all this other stuff comes out and we're like, oh, that wasn't it at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the same thing in this, in the science world, you know, like they used to think that eating cholesterol was how you raise cholesterol and we know that's false now. There's just so many examples that we can give. So when we look at low testosterone and erectile dysfunction, in my opinion, it's not like we know that low testosterone is causing erectile dysfunction. It may just be that it's present at the same time uh, because of the underlying cause that's causing the the dysfunction is also causing low testosterone. So, so who really knows what the truth is there? But one thing that we really look at with erectile dysfunction is blood sugar and, and what's going on there. And the reason that is is because it appears that hyperinsulinemia or, or insulin levels that are super high um, are a common cause for erectile dysfunction. And it just seems to, and, and we understand that high insulin is a, is a stress to the body and it, it can damage the arterial walls and it's usually the most common cause for high cholesterol because the body's making more cholesterol to repair the damage from, um, all the insulin levels. So it's just this kind of stress. And, uh, when the body is stressed, it can push us into a more stressed state or even a, a sympathetic state. Do you want to explain that part first, Will? Yeah. So when when your when your body's trying to deal with elevated blood sugar levels and insulin is becoming less and less effective to do that because of like when you barrage your cells with high levels of carbohydrates for a long period of time, your cells start to become more resistant to letting all that sugar in at once. So the insulin, you have to make more and more insulin to do the same job to get the blood sugar or to get the sugar into the blood or into the tissues. So as your cells become more insulin resistant, your pancreas starts to secrete more and more insulin to try to do the same job as it did before. And even still, sometimes that's not enough to get your body to have access to those carbohydrates for real energy. So then your nervous system can kick in and push you into the sympathetic or fight or flight state because that whole set of chemical reactions and hormones that goes along with the fight or flight state speeds glycolysis. It speeds carbohydrate metabolism, which can then give your cells and your brain the energy that it's seeking. Right. So, so your body's just, it's pushing yourself into this extreme state just to try to function a little bit better. But then that extreme state can cause problems. Yeah. And when you're in the sympathetic mode, your blood flow is shunted away from your extremities and more towards your larger muscle groups. Like if you're super freaked out, like there's going to be less blood flow going to your, your genitals and for sex and more towards like solving immediate emergency problems and, and blood to your larger muscle groups, like your legs and core and Right, organs. things you might use to run away from a lion. Yeah, right. So that's why you hear a lot of times that uh, you'll hear people say that an erection is is a parasympathetic response, and that's because it works best in that parasympathetic state, or at least closer to that parasympathetic state. And and uh, our autonomic nervous system kind of moves from this parasympathetic state, which is when we rest and digest. Um, to the sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight state. It just kind of moves back and forth as needed, but people can get stuck in one state for one reason or the other. And that high insulin is a great reason for someone to be stuck in that sympathetic state. Because think about, you know, how the body was designed to function. And, uh, you know, when you're in this stress situation, that's for when you're like chasing food or running from becoming food, um, the body goes into this sympathetic state to create chemicals to help you access fuel so that you can run or do whatever you need to survive. And in, I mean, how many times are you going to run from a lion and be like, wait, I got to have sex real quick? You know, you don't do that. So there's no reason for the body to have, uh, to be set up for both of those things to function at the same time. Um, unless there's an extreme level of vitality available to that person. So uh, if you're in this stress mode, the body doesn't know that you're stressed because you your report is due for work tomorrow or you have a big presentation or something or, or you're stuck in traffic or because insulin levels are too high from all the carbohydrates that you're eating and you can't process. It doesn't know 
why you're stressed. It just knows that you're in this stress state. You're in this overly sympathetic state. And so anything that goes along with that is going to be present. And sometimes that means that your little soldier won't salute. Mm-hmm. And two, I mean, maybe this guy's on some type of medicine too. I mean, medications do it like hair loss pills, blood pressure pills, all kinds of medicines say, you know, may cause a lack of, you know, sex drive or sure, because erectile dysfunction. If you think about, you know, what drugs, how drugs work, and we've talked about this on a lot of episodes that, and this doesn't mean stop taking your meds if you're on meds. So if you say I said that, I'll, I'll tell you to shut up. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but what what happens is when a med goes in the body, the liver will just filter it out because it's a synthetic substance, and that's what the liver does to synthetic substances. So the pharmaceutical companies up the doses enough to overwhelm the liver so it can stay in the body and and do its and create its intended response that the medication was meant to do. So when that's going on, what does that do to a liver and its ability to remove toxins? Well, it, it fully occupies it, so. There's like 300 or more different functions the liver has to do. And we normally just talk about two main ones of creating bile for detoxification and to help with digestion. But it's trying to do a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But when you're overwhelming its filters with just enough pharmaceutical meds to like completely swamp it and get the rest into the bloodstream, then you're, you're diminishing its ability to focus on all those other things as well as toxifying the liver. which can create serious damage. Yeah, so then when the liver can't operate at its full potential, all of these other backup solutions have to try and come in, and the body will try to push junk out through the skin, and maybe we have skin issues, or it'll try and pee too much out of the kidneys and you know fatigue the kidneys. All these things can happen, but all these backup solutions take resources too. So now this person is dealing with low resources, even though they don't have low resources, just all their resources are being used up for this detoxification that's not functioning. So now that can reduce sex drive or or either stress a body out and push them into this sympathetic stress state to where the body's like, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to do that right now. I've even heard people say environmental, like even weather. Sure. Like some people are like, I just can't, not in the heat. It's, you know, and that kind of stuff. I mean, it, and those things can be mental, they can be whatever, but I mean, it can be a whole myriad of things. Right. And that's why, that's why this mental aspect counts. That's why environmental aspects count. Because if a person, if vitality is not good, if, and that can either be because low resources are coming in or because there's just havoc in the body that the body's dealing with and using these resources to deal with. But in either situation, if resources are low or vitality is low, then any little thing can hit on them and cause the body not to function correctly. So that's when environmental things or even environmental toxins can affect a person where they would not affect every person. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, a person can walk by cleaning supplies and be affected just because of the smell of it. Mm-hmm. I, I used to not be able to get anywhere near it whatsoever. Oh, I know. Remember that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm better now, I still, but I still don't want to drink it. Like, it still bugs me some. Aww. But um, but it's because of that person is just more sensitive and the, the, the buffer that they have is, is non-existent. So, you know, if a person's vitality is great, then some of these mental issues even that could affect a person might not affect them. But if they have low vitality, it's it's more effective. Mm-hmm. And that's why people get confused and think, oh, it's just a mental thing. I need to talk to a psychologist for an hour, three times a week for 14 years, and then I'll be able to have sex again. Um, that's why, because it there are mental issues that seem to be affecting them. Um, but if their physiology was better, it might not affect them as much. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our four-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply, but since the membership is only $9 a month, if you're already using the supplements we teach people how to use in our books and courses, 
this membership will pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before. You can not only browse our viewpoint about hundreds of health topics in relation to bio-individuality, the system also allows you to search video and audio content. You even get access to a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. All this for $9 a month. It's ridiculous and we don't care. But we just wanted to create a membership that just about anyone could afford. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. We'll see you on the inside. Of course we're going to see him on the inside. What kind of idiot wouldn't sign up for all that for nine bucks? Well, I'm, I'm still recording. Ah, I should probably pay attention a little more. All right. Greg, any ideas how to last past 15 minutes? Ben from El Paso, Texas. How about two minutes? I have no, I, I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> think about something else. Think about baseball. Yeah, think about anything else. Yeah. I Don't mean, look them in the eye. Right. I mean, I'll... I have some ideas that I did, oh. I'm not going to say on the air. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to hear them. It like on. Will had studied this. No, at no actually, I have. Oh, there's, like, there's like science into that. And there, red. Yeah, in a science, uh, you would think maybe like meditation visually. It's not, I don't use those. I use more biochemistry stuff to like push my nervous system one direction or another. So, so which direction do you yeah. push? It depends. It depends. Like, because I'll, I'll use different nutrients to like oscillate whether like I'm like it depends on like the time and where my nervous system's at like if it's just after a workout or if it was later in the day like where my nervous system is at and be able to push yourself more towards the midline so because sex has involvement of the parasympathetic state and the sympathetic state it's this interesting collaboration of the nervous system so the more balanced you are in your nervous system like the better you'll be able to like sustain right yeah so and and maybe the less overly sensitive you are or the less, yeah, that's not working right now. Yeah, you are right, or so, if you're hypersensitive, there's you can push yourself in a, a different direction where you'll be less sensitive and you can last longer. And so let's talk <laughs> about that for a second. Then. Um, and we can go out the air. This is just my right, own better. Right. <laughs> no, but, I love this. Y'all are in the frying pan now. It's getting hot in here. We can get out by talking about how does a person know if they're overly parasympathetic or overly sympathetic. Let's you want to hear about, the equation? Yeah, let's talk uh, about yeah, not the equation. Let's do the simple version. I want to hear your uh, Let's do the simple version of, of looking at blood pressure. Okay. So <laughs> if, <laughs> better go check my blood pressure. I'm about to have sex. Well, I mean, well, I, I always go to like the blood pressure in relation to breath rate to determine, but you don't want to go there. So you want yeah, to we, we can go there, but let's, let's try to simplify a little bit. All right. Let's do the first one. Uh, simple. All right. Well, let's try it like a really simple way. If you have a really fast breath rate and like a, there's not a big difference between the top and bottom number in your blood pressure, that's more of a parasympathetic state. And if you have like your heart's super pounding and you're breathing kind of slow, that's a very sympathetic state. So you can kind of just eyeball it like that. And if you can tune into like, what's my heart doing right now? What's my, what's my breath rate like? But, um, the, if you're leaning too parasympathetic, you'll have that like a very low difference between the the diastolic and systolic blood pressure. So the systolic number is the top number on most, uh, automatic blood pressure cuffs. And then the one below that is the diastolic. Yeah. So what's the number? We, we take the top number and we subtract the bottom number. And if that number is... Well, you take that number. Oh, I don't know the way you do that. But the, I you, I take that number, systolic minus diastolic, and divide it by your breath rate. And if that resultant number is less than two, that's a parasympathetic response. Right. If it's more than three, it's a sympathetic or fight or flight. Right. So when we talk about breath rate, and we teach how to do all of these tests in our free uh, digestion course on kickitinthenuts.com. So you can really look in. They're really easy, and Will even has videos in there showing you how to do them. It's, it's a piece of cake. But um, so you can figure out just by looking at your blood pressure and your breath rate, okay, is my body leaning way too parasympathetic or am I leaning way too sympathetic? And that can give you some ideas of, of uh, which direction you might want to try and push yourself mm-hmm. in either scenario. Yeah. I also have like a post on i think 
stress and meditation on mybodyofknowledge.net in the blog there that shows that whole little equation in case you're confused. So if someone is having ED issues, a lot of times they're going to be in that overly sympathetic state. Yeah. And so if they can push themselves in a more parasympathetic state. And, you know, one thing is that there are like even supplements that you can use to push yourself in one direction or another, but it's it's really about fixing the underlying cause. And usually when somebody's in an overly sympathetic state, there's some type of major stress either in their life or in their body. And so first look at your life. Do you need to simmer down now? Um, and then look at your body. And is is blood sugar very high. So what you can do to figure this out is you can look at your fasting blood sugar and you can do that. You can pick up a glucometer and strips at any pharmacy. Um, and you test your blood sugar first thing in the morning. And if it's 95 or higher, that's a pretty good indication that, um, you're a little bit insulin resistant. You're going in that direction to where your body's having to make more insulin than you want it to, to deal with the amount of carbohydrates that you're bringing in. So you might need to look at reducing the amount of carbs that you're eating to allow those insulin levels to come down and reduce that stress in your body. And that's just one. There's other stresses. You know, heavy metals can be a stress in the body. There's lots of stuff that can be causing a stress. That just happens to be the most common that we see. Mm -hmm. In addition to low blood pressure. Yeah. Yes, that, that can be a stress too. Think right. of it as trying to pay $800 worth of bills with 6 bucks. Yeah. Now, okay, Ben, so Ben, when he comes back and asks, so now if someone's overly sensitive, do you find that they're usually overly in the parasympathetic state? Or is that a yeah, can be in the sympathetic yeah. state? Yeah, and no, that's true. And there, I mean, there's also just like your own sexual history and that sort of thing and uh, like how your mentality is going into it that can affect it. But yeah, if you're overly parasympathetic, it it might benefit you to push yourself in the other direction to help you last longer. I think we talked about that subject like adults. <laughs> we did our best. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I stayed out of it because I'm Cause you figured, a child. Yeah. I'll, I'll ruin it. it. I'll ruin it. it. <laughs> Were you going to call the police if, yeah. you came, if you chimed in? Mm -hmm. Okay, Timothy from Lewes, Delaware. Male kegel exercises and breathing technique will get you past the hour mark. The muscles in a diamond pattern at diamond pattern at the base of your back that so-called scientists called vestigial are part of the circulation vestigial. process vestigial are part of the circulation process in the genitals their nerves and the lymphatic system for the spine flatten from your butthole to your tummy the muscles there are strengthened and circulation increases your junk may actually increase a bit yeah, I think you left out a whole line. What? Flatten the small of your back. Flatten the small of your back. <laughs> exhale using your tummy and flex the muscles going from your butthole to your tummy. The muscles there strengthen and circulation increases. Your junk may actually increase a bit. I just wanted to say junk twice. Now I said it three times. I have no idea about any of that. Will oh, do well, you we'll try it out. I know, I've, I've been to some different kind of workshops on this stuff and I... I haven't necessarily found much of a benefit. I do, if you're into like kundalini and circulating energy and that kind of thing, which you can do like totally just in meditation by yourself, whether there's sexual thoughts or not or contact or whatever, it can help circulate chi if you're, if you believe in that whole paradigm. Mm -hmm. And some people maybe don't. But, um, as far as like improving sexual performance, I haven't really seen it work but i'm not saying that it doesn't i'm just i haven't really gone mm -hmm. into it deep enough and the bit that i have done in those workshops like i didn't necessarily notice any improvement for me what's that thing where they breathe a lot what's that it's usually oh, we've talked about it on the show before will oh hypertrophic breath yeah. work no no it's actually something different um sting and his wife do it breath of fire uh, um it's sexual usually, but it's breathing technique. Uh, I don't know. Tantra, yes, oh, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Would that help somebody with like their staying longer if they were? Getting it, yeah, breath it, work, it, it could. It could. It can help people get more into their body, and it and ends up having you have uh, sex in a much more meditative way. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go back to Carrie's question because uh, we didn't get into one thing about testosterone, and. Um, one issue and why you may see this commonly with ED issues is that, uh, 
what happens when insulin is high is that an enzyme called aromatase can actually um, convert testosterone into estrogen. And aromatase is a much is much more active and higher when insulin is is super high. So again, we see that in these scenarios where someone's insulin resistant and insulin is high, that their testosterone levels can be low as well. And again, who knows, is the ED being caused by low testosterone or the stress of the high insulin levels? Who knows? But there is a, a correlation there. So, um, but one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to use some kind of way to raise testosterone like jack with some you know hormone cream or something like that or some kind of drug because you're just kind of hammering the system more and eventually even those receptor cells uh can shut down so um another thing with creams is that they can soak into the fat layers of your skin and in your body and then they'll just release at a level of whichever they want to release at so you can actually be increasing your dose every day even though you're doing the same amount of dose in like rubbing the same amount mm-hmm. onto your skin um, as it releases it can kind of get this snowball effect to where you're doing like this amazing amount that's way too high for anybody to use mm-hmm. but you don't even know it because you're just doing the same amount so it's more it's a it's more beneficial to look at what the underlying cause is and and help your body make more testosterone instead of just cramming it in. Yeah, it's it's a really forceful thing. In LA, like so many people are using growth hormone and taking testosterone. Uh, and if you look at that, like what you just said about aromatase, like you're super boosting your testosterone levels, which, but you're also at the same time through growth hormone increasing insulin resistance. So that means you're going to have even more aromatase. So all this extra testosterone that you're taking will get converted into even more estrogen, which happens to a ton of people who take human growth hormone. They'll end up with like man boobs. And right. Things like that. Yeah, and cortisol plays a role in all this too, especially in the stress scenarios. Um, but the, the thing that I, I kind of see when people are arguing it, is it this or is it this or do we need this? It just kind of seems that it all goes back to the stress that the body is dealing with. And since you have to remove that stress, um, why not just do that and let the body function correctly? And it's okay if you don't know if the actual cause was low testosterone or high insulin or cortisol issues or whatever. Just remove the stress. Mm-hmm. All right. Doug, I thought I had ED problems, but it just turned out she was that much of a Okay. Oh, well, I guess that could happen. That, there we go. There's your problem, Doug. Nicholas. Nicholas. From Salem, New Hampshire. I pleasure myself too much, supposedly. Now it's like I get up, but go in like 10 seconds, then go straight down. I'm only 22 years old. People say I either pleasure myself too much or it's all mental. Too excited, too fast, or other problems. I've heard that. I've heard that if you watch too much porn, if you masturbate too much... It can desensitize you. So just stop watching Baywatch or whatever. Whatever you're watching, you know. Right. Save it up. Uh-huh. Save save it up. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, you kind of wonder, is, you know, why is he doing this so often? Maybe, I don't, it could be new to him, and that's why it's fun, and uh, so he's going to do it a lot. Um, but it could also be a situation... Huh? Oh, I was thinking at 22, 22. it's probably not new. Yeah, I would think it would not but be I new. Think it probably starts at like 12. I was well versed by the time I was 22. <laughs> but, you know, you got to wonder what is he getting from this? And maybe, you know, a lot of times people with really low resources will do things that will, uh, cause adrenal issue, you know, cause hormones to, uh, put some juice in the system and helps them feel better and function better. And it could be a reason that he's doing that a lot. I don't know. I was. I don't think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I was. Very I like helpful. seeing Tony squirm. <laughs> I don't think I was I like very helpful it. on that one. Uh, um. So, but you know. yeah. At any at any case, um, I have heard on like uh, sex talk shows or something, mm-hmm. people say that when you train yourself by just pleasuring yourself. You're usually just pleasuring yourself to get it done and go do something yeah, else. Yeah, you really yeah. want to spend five hours. Training yourself to to take yourself out to, to be dinner fast. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
I would my one word on this would be practice. Like practice <laughs> trying to go slower. And maybe you're doing that like to help your relationship. Like maybe you don't want to be done in ten seconds, but practice so you can get to like know mm-hmm. your body. But don't practice so much that it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in everything that we talk about with nutrition, it's always balance. Yeah. So yeah. let's apply that here. Yeah. Balance. Okay. Katie from Clyde, Ohio. Boyfriend uses acetaminophen daily, also uses five-hour shots. He says I'm crazy that there is no harm in him taking it, but when he can't function or climax, he tries to blame me for it. He does no physical activity outside of work, and he is about 20 to 30 pounds overweight. Sad because he has had a great physique. Previously to our relationship, he masturbated with porn books and movies, which actually trained him to respond with his cues, physical vision, Physical, visual, emotional, etc. Well, first off, if he's blaming you, that's... Yeah, I think that's a big point because one important thing to understand is that guys are real easy to please. Like, I think if a girl, like, says yes, from there forward, she's pretty much going to do everything right. Like, it's just not like she can do stuff wrong. Because she's having sex with you. She can even take a nap. But right. Say, yeah, it's it's gonna okay. Be fine. Go ahead. It's I'm going to take a nap. I'll let you know when I'm done. I'll wake <laughs> yeah. you up. It's fine. Um, so I really don't think, Katie, that you're doing anything wrong. Um, but one thing to look at is when you... Acetaminophen is a pain thing that people use for a lot of different pain issues. Um, but... Like, even if you, if you Google that, like, even on the very first post that you see, it'll be like, this is the worst thing for your liver Side ever. Effects may include yeah. erectile dysfunction, yeah. vomiting, death, yeah. and brain. No, it, it actually says that, uh, this can be very harmful to the liver and can sometimes result in the need for liver transplantation or even death. So if every med is overwhelming a liver so that it can function, it appears that this one is, uh, a little more aggressive in that area if they're really if they're opening with hey gonna break your liver with this uh-huh. um and the five-hour shots is that the energy drink yeah She's ta- okay okay which is totally a sympathetic inducing beverage right on purpose uh-huh so he's like trying to counterbalance both of them like the other one's like a painkiller and he's trying to like i don't well, f- hype up or on the, the- yeah i mean being pain-free and hyped up or not in compatible states <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. but he would be more and more numb from both of those you uh-huh. know right so the first thing katie to understand is that uh he is presenting a toxic load into his body by by using both of those things either of those things is presenting a toxic load so you're right so you can say nah 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 when you argue with him about this but that's probably not going to help and he's probably going to have three more shots uh right then but um so that toxic load is a burden and a stress on the body. So that can be one thing that is causing problems. But the other issue is, why is he having pain? Why does he need to take this pain med? And there, we could go on for six hours of all the variety of things that could, could be pausing, pain, causing pain, which would also be causing a stress and a burden to the body. Is it addictive, the acetaminophen or... Sure, I and mean, you know you hear about so many pain things being addictive, but, yeah, and I guess and if stuff, they maybe. help pain, why wouldn't they be? If, yeah. if I think the they're among it. the most addictive oh, wow. medications. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't know about that. Yeah, but you do hear a lot about pain things in general. So, um, but and if he's overweight, then odds are great that he's overweight because of a toxicity load or uh, insulin resistance issue that is making insulin go too high. So. There's a lot of work that he may need to do on this. It, it may be easier just to get a new boyfriend. Yeah. yeah I was about to say, time to move out, Katie. Right. Now, mm-hmm. if your boyfriend call, you know, writes in and asks questions, then we'll go into a lot more details. But since we're just helping you, yeah. that may be the easiest solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Melissa from Aurora, California. How about a non-existent drive? Geez, how to say this? Thanks to involuntary muscular reactions. It's called... Vaginus mus. Vaginimus mus. You mean serious? Is that a real thing? It's a real thing. And, and just so you understand not to listen to us about this, Melissa, 
I did not know that this existed. I, I didn't even know it was a real thing. But apparently there is an issue. Credit too. I looked it up. You looked it up too yeah. after the questions. Yeah. So the situation, do you want to explain it? I'm, I, I'm uh, Where the muscles in your vagina just contract and spasm for no reason at all. They don't really know why. As soon as there's can, any type of penetration. Yeah, anything. A tampon, anything gets in there. It can like totally shut up, shut, shut off completely and not able to let it in. Or it can let it in, but it can be very painful. Right. So. And so and so for these people, a lot of times they can't have sex at all. Or if they try to, the muscles contract so much that it's very painful. And of course... I bet. I wonder if it's painful to the penis too. If like she has a, it just if it's squeezing, you know, over squeezing. Yeah, Lorena Bobbitt. Kind of right. <laughs> right yeah, that wouldn't be good. But so, I I do not know this particular situation. So I want you to understand that. But I I still wanted to share some insights that could be a possibility. And when I was looking up things, a lot of people say that. It could be a body defense uh, to maybe some type of trauma the person had before. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I, I buy into that being a possibility. But we've talked a lot on other shows about why a muscle would contract um, and why a person might have cramping issues or I spasm Because the sugar spasm follows issues. the calcium. Right. The calcium follows the sugar. Right. Yeah. So this is what I want you to look at in yourself. And you might be able to try this out just to see what happens. Why not? Um, that in all of these spasm, contraction, uh, cramping issues where the muscles are doing things that they should not be doing, it's, it's always calcium related in one way or another. And it has to do with calcium being in the tissue level and allowing the muscles to perform like they're supposed to. And do you want to explain that a little, Will? Yeah. And we talked about this a lot, actually, in the episode um, Cold Source, where we're talking about what pulls calcium. Right. So listen to that episode. Also listen to the vitamin D episode, too. But go ahead and yeah. talk about this. So when there's a lot of things that pull calcium out of the tissues, which is not what you want. You want calcium driven into the tissues. And the most common culprits would be sugar, including alcohol and vitamin D. So starches included within sugar, right. carbohydrates. So that makes those things make the blood calcium retentive, which will pull calcium out of the tissues and pull it into the bloodstream where it'll then coagulate and congeal in a weird, unusable way and cause other issues. So if you are having cramping issues, I would doubt it would be only in your genitals. Like maybe you also have it in your calves, or your hands. I'm actually feet. okay with that. And but yeah, if she did, if she's getting Charlie horses or cramps in the feet, that's a strong sign that okay, let's look at this calcium tissue for sure. Yeah, because then like it is an issue for you. Like if that sort right, of that's right, that's a good confirmation, and it might help to fix this other issue, which may or may not be the same causal relationship, but it, it still could help. Because that, if you are having those other cramping issues, this is an issue for you. So you'd want to take steps to help drive calcium into the tissues using things like fatty acids. One of our, one of our recipes, or it's not our recipe, but like the Budweig cottage cheese right. uh, thing where you blend cottage cheese with olive oil and then flax seeds. That can really effectively drive sulfur and calcium into the tissues because certain things like fatty acids, like the fats in olive oil and flaxseed, as well as certain amino acids like lysine can help drive calcium to the tissues, which would be a helpful thing because that would help the muscles then relax and function correctly. Right. And and, and then it, the calcium needs to be there because uh, it's responsible for uh, a muscle con contracting, but also relaxing. So a lot of people that uh, will have like muscle spasms and, and Kina would get mm -hmm. these a lot. And, and you know, a Charlie different person could have spasms or even muscle twitches like in their eye. It can mm -hmm. happen at a different, different body parts different for a different times. person. So I'm fine with it. If a person, if it's happening in someone's genitals, and that's I've the only that. place that happens, my eye, Charlie horse, and in my back. I mean, I get spasms and I get cramps. You know, right. So cramps. If the spasms are happening or over contractions, a lot of times magnesium can help too, because magnesium is necessary um, for the assimilation of calcium at the tissue level, and and we find that usually it's magnesium malate that works best, not just any magnesium, but. Um, you know, there's another issue out there that I had a client long, long time ago that was dealing with this. It's called Peroni's disease, and it's an incurable disease, and it's where uh, you're you're a guy and you have a little soldier, 
and it becomes bent and it's painful. And if they get an erection, it's bent and it's painful. And what happens is the calcium deposits there in the wrong place and creates these calcium deposits that then makes the thing start to bend. I wish everybody could see our faces. Right. It's just, We're all it's, like it's horrified or, or and looking at each other. Or Tony's prop for this. Or what? Or, or Tony's visual prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's shown us You didn't have to make that out of paper mache. Right. You could I have just, a gonzo it's puppet. It's a radio show. It's a radio. No, but, um, <laughs> but what happens is if you can fix that calcification issue, then all of a sudden that incurable disease, I'm using air quotes right now, can be repaired and the person is fine. So I... That is a well-documented illness that is, it's just well-documented in the medical community. And uh, they don't have the answer for it, but my client was able to fix the issue by working with the calcium Shocked they issue. don't have an answer for that one. Yeah, we're, yeah I mean, they, the doctor's like, let's mm, get on that one. Right, right. But um, if a penis can become calcified and have calcium issues oh there, why can't uh, a woman's uh, organs as well. So it just kind of makes me wonder. And again, I repeat, I know nothing about this, Melissa, but <laughs> it just makes sense to me that if a muscle anywhere is, is functioning in a way that is not the way it should be functioning, that it's a good idea to look at calcium and what's going on in the body. And can you try this out and see if it helps at all? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just go and get a blood test and have them say my calcium levels are fine. Yeah, like, it's wrong. It's, right. It's not about the, the amount of calcium that you have. It's about what your body's doing. it. That's why the vitamin D confusion is so rampant. It's because, yes, you need vitamin D to be able to pull calcium in from the food you're eating. It's a necessity. You can't do it without it. But when you use the vitamin D levels that they suggest... You're using so much that you're not only pulling in all the calcium into the blood from your food, you're pulling it in from all your tissues and the places that it's supposed to be. Right. So, like, if a person like that did go, and they're like, oh, I should check out my calcium levels. And then they go into the doctors and they're like, oh, yeah, your calcium's low and so is your vitamin D. So, <laughs> so take some vitamin D. And then you go back in and then your blood calcium levels and vitamin D are hunky-dory awesome after you've been supplementing with it. But now your problem's worse and you're confused. It's because you just made your blood even more calcium-saturated, but you pulled even more calcium from your tissues, which is where you need them for your muscles to function right. Right. So this, it may sound a little confusing now, but we go into very in-depth in our vitamin D episode and the cold sores episode, and even the common cold. Yeah. yeah, We probably talked about an osteoporosis, too. Yeah. It's involved in all this. The main thing you'd want to do is see where your base body chemistry is at. Like if you go through the free course on digestion at kickinthenuts.com forward slash courses, you'll learn how to do these different self-tests where you can find where your body sits in these key points of balance, which almost all doctors do not test for. And it doesn't even involve looking at your blood at all. It's looking at some other things with your urine and saliva and blood pressure and breath rate. And then start working on those imbalances that you find and see if that just happens to fix it. Right. Okay. Good luck, Melissa. Good luck. All right, Amber from Clare, Michigan. Okay, this may sound stupid and immature, but it's a real question. My libido is crazy, as in I'm always turned on. There's no off switch. My husband isn't complaining, but sometimes I just don't want to be turned on. In in parentheses, stop laughing. Is there anything to flip the off switch? Holly from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Yes, menopause. It sucks. And then back to Amber, exercise also makes my issue worse. I'm guessing anabolic is going to be thrown in somewhere. So I think Amber is having this issue because she's so hot. Yeah. She's sexy. Yeah, she's sexy. (laughs) So she can't turn it off, and Uh that's just how it is. I have the same issue, Amber. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Yep. Can't fight it. Next Uh question. No, but I, I, you know... When you look at things like this, and we know that uh, Amber's blood pressure is not always high. She does have some low blood pressure issues sometimes, too. So you kind of think, okay, well, that's that's not – that usually doesn't go hand-in-hand hand like that. But at the same time, a lot of times if if someone's body is in an overly parasympathetic state, a lot of times the body will function in a kind of backwards way than what you would think it was going to do. So I wonder if – that might have something to do with it. You look like you have something you want to say, Will. 
just uh, I mean, you could use Prozac if you <laughs> have an overactive you sex drive. You just want to like you know turn that off. I think that is pretty well oh, documented. Yeah, I to say that that if, dress, uh, antidepressants uh, really cause that. Yeah, time. yeah. And if you don't want to feel love for other people, just complacent, be all floaty, but with a gentle smile on your face, that <laughs> could do it. But the fact that exercising makes it worse <laughs> for her. Um, because she's talked on other shows about how exercise exacerbate, exacerbates other issues like depression and stuff for her. And yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder if, you know, pushing her resources even lower is causing her to respond in a kind of backwards way. And that's usually something she's you see. Backwards girl. I think right. there's, there's also like some documentation about dopamine levels and yeah, how they're boosted post workout and out. it can raise, even though her resource might be lower. There's some biochemical like hormones. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot about, about that. Yeah, right, like the dopamine. I, I know that's when my sex drive is always the highest is like the hour after a workout. Right. That's why people always... What time do you work out? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's why people always try and have affairs with their trainers. Yeah, it's a mess. exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm a trainer. Uh, yeah, I knew it, you dogs. Yeah, but I'd heard that too. I was actually about to say that. So now we're psychically linked because wow. I'd always heard that your sex drive goes up when you work out a lot. And it may be just because you're feeling better about yourself. I mean, there may be all kinds of like mental and the dopamine things or sure. whatever, just giving you more in energy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Amber, we can't help you. You just have to stay hot and sexy. Yeah, and your husband will just have to put deal. up with yeah. it. Deal. Yeah. Have to deal with it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, menopause will fix that up real nice, yeah. probably. Improve <laughs> it. Yeah. Okay. So let's kind of look back and let's review the steps that somebody can take. Um, first, let's look at a low sex drive. What are the steps that someone can take if they're taking, if they're dealing with a low sex drive? Fix digestion, right? Mm -hmm. Where we always start. Mm -hmm. Look at your different imbalances. If you're in a low blood pressure, electrolyte deficient state. Yeah, that's or, the first thing to look at is your blood pressure yeah. for sure. And then, uh, your nervous system. Seeing if you're imbalanced in a sympathetic or parasympathetic state, which is also really intimately tied in with your metabolism and your insulin sensitivity so you'd want to look are you in a slow oxidizer or fast oxidizer imbalance also right are you ripping through all your food too quickly and leaving you with no fuel and no resources and and that's when your body's like hey i ain't doing nothing right or are you especially that guy over there right yeah which was intended yeah, to go with that's why let interest can go down so much right so when your blood pressure's low that's Usually goes along with being a fast oxidizer, ripping through their sugar. But if your blood pressure is high, that usually goes along with the slower oxidizer who's insulin resistant, which has the whole thing we talked about, how insulin messes with your... Right. And if you're insulin resistant and maybe your blood pressure isn't low, but you can't process the fuel that you're eating very well, so your body's still left without the ability to use the resources you're taking in. Mm -hmm. So... Um, that's a big step for, for low sex drive and just doing things to lift the mineral levels, even using sea salt and fixing digestion so your body can pull more minerals out of the food you're eating. All those things can help that a whole lot. So now with erectile dysfunction, what should some, what should a guy look at first? Yeah. Um, I'd say kind of the same things. Like if your blood pressure is really low, that's a big factor and your nervous system. And I really want to know where blood sugar is. Yeah. I really want to know where that is because, and also if, you know, if, if you, if the last time you went to the doctor, you had high cholesterol or your triglycerides are high, that's a real strong indication that blood sugar is high and insulin is high because usually yeah. that cholesterol goes high to deal with the high insulin levels. Yeah. And in addition to the fasting glucose tests, you can also do home kit A1C tests, which right. can tell you a very accurate snapshot over the past few months of where your blood sugar has been balanced or not. So that's an additional little tool. So I that's have, another tool. And I have a video on uh, mybodyofknowledge.net forward slash self dash tests that shows how to do the A1C test as well as all the other tests. Right. So, um, and then look at the other stresses in your life. You know, not only, you know, the stresses that bring your body might be dealing with, but the stresses in your life. And then run those tests with the blood pressure to see if you are in this sympathetic state, even when you're not stressed out, your mind, your body could just be stuck there. And taking steps to improve that could improve things in the bed. Okay. All right.
right. Well, today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And if you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthenuts.com and also head on over to Will's page, uh, mybodyofknowledge.net. He will give you a lot of like great advice there, exercises, and show you how to do self-testing there too. Or Indeed. That- yeah, and by the time this show comes out, our the Kick Your Fat in the Nuts audiobook will probably be pretty close to coming out. So if you go to that link that... That Kenna gave you the kick in the nuts dot com slash audiobook. Forward slash audiobook. Audiobook. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll it'll either say uh, this is the date it's coming or it'll already be out and show you how to get it. So you might be able to get that for free. So if you heard anything that was helpful today, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review. And thank you so much to everybody that's been leaving all the reviews. We have so many now and it's really moving us up the charts like we're somebody or something. So thanks for, for helping us out. All right, later. Bye. Bye.